Marco Royce. Daniel Marlon! Wonderful! Fantastic from Royce. Jude Bellingham, that's excellent. Jude Bellingham, this is absolutely brilliant. Jude Bellingham! Absolutely magnificent! Rina, brilliant from the American. Just like that. Well, the best of clearances! Oh, what a volley! Matt Hummels! Grant in for Holland! Like he's never been away! The man in front of goal who is simply deadly! Hey, welcome to the BVB podcast. My name's Jake, and I've got Carver with me. How are you doing? Great. Happy to be here. That's an insane intro. I love it. I mean, I did put it together, and it does, I listened to it like 100 times after I made it, and I sent it to you because I was very hyped. But I can't take much credit for it because I did not produce the song that mm-hmm. makes it really epic. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad I just found that song. But yeah, uh, this is our like our podcast and uh, debut. It's our first episode, so I appreciate you hanging out and listening. If you couldn't tell from the first, like, 30 seconds we've been talking we are american and uh which is kind of why i want to start a like a dortmund podcast specifically carver and i both uh support dortmund um and i just i feel like as as americans we obviously don't have we talked about this when we met up and i was like hey man you want to do a podcast as far as being americans we don't have like we didn't grow up with dortmund specifically we didn't Mm -hmm. and that's just uh like we don't we didn't grow up with the history we didn't grow up like Dortmund through our family, but yeah. I think that's what kind of makes doing something like this exciting because um, for the most part, I've just been watching Dortmund by myself, mm-hmm. and then uh, my little my younger brother got me into Dortmund specifically, so like him and I were, will text about games, and I know there's like local supporters groups here and there, but sometimes it's always hard to go to meetups and stuff like that, so a lot of times if you're supporting Dortmund or any other club or anything, like it, it can be can be like a lonely thing, and I don't mean that in a, like a real depressing, sad way. But it's it's a lot more fun when you have people to talk about it with and uh, meet up. So hopefully, this podcast can be something like that for you, just to like some other American friends who also like Dortmund. So absolutely, and you know, I think that's a big thing for uh, Borussia Dortmund in the last, I don't know, maybe decade or so that it's it's gained so much popularity in the United States, especially uh, specifically in the Midwest. Even I mean, we got the St. Louis fan club that's started out, I don't know, maybe a year and a half ago or so, and that's been thriving ever since. So so the, there's a good chance the podcast will grow, which we are open to. We're open to having a few more people on this. Uh, yeah, if you actually produce uh, a song next time, I need, I need a full <laughs> final cut draft. For, uh, a new uh, <laughs> well, I'm not, I wasn't, you're the, more of the music producer than I was. So maybe if you, you want to whip something up, get back into the producing game. We'll, yeah. Sounds good. Carver and I, if you go like way back, Carver and I like DJed. We used to DJ a lot and we DJed one show together. And that was almost five years ago. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the last time we talked, maybe until within the last eight months or I don't know, before the season started, I, it, that wasn't eight months. That was not that long ago. But I just texted Carver kind of out of nowhere because I wanted to play soccer and see if he was playing soccer. And then, uh, we found out that we both like Dortmund because uh-huh. we were just DJing. We DJed like one night, and that's basically all we hung out. And now we're now we're doing a podcast, so it's a lot <laughs> different than DJing. But I mean, I'm pushing buttons and playing random sounds sometimes. But yeah. Anyways, yeah, we'll yeah. uh we'll get into the real podcast because it's just a little backstory for you. But we'll get into the real podcast. Uh, we're coming off. Uh, we're recording this shortly after the uh, sadly the last Champions League game of mm-hmm. the season versus uh, Besiktas. Mm-hmm. 
which was a great game. Yeah. They played yeah. amazing. Um, we'll get into the details about that um, a little bit later. But first, we want to talk about Bundesliga, their Classicer, and uh, like the final few weeks before the uh, the winter break, but uh, mainly Der Klassiker, because not only was it dramatic, because it's Der Klassiker, but also drama, because the drama that, that happened. So um, what was your overall, just overall thoughts of the game and like when you saw the lineup? Uh, I was kind of surprised to see Holland starting, mm-hmm. but it kind of felt like Holland and some other guys, because we knew Holland's not going to go 90 minutes. So I, I thought like maybe he'd come on on super sub, yeah. but then once he started and like seeing the, other top guys who, because we've had so many injuries, which is the story of the season pretty much. And uh, it was nice to see a lot of those guys back. And I think part of it was like, let's start strong, mm-hmm. hit them hard at the beginning, and uh, then hope we can hold on in the end. Um, and it kind of went that way, kind of. But what, what's your overall like thoughts of the game? Well, I mean, for sure, I, w- I was definitely surprised that Holland was starting not only him, but a handful of other players. I know Bellingham was really doubtful um i forget if he had some sort of got a knee like a knock yeah, on so his knee something on his knee um but he looked pretty doubtful um i don't even know if i heard guerrero wasn't going to for sure start as well um so to see holland start was definitely uh made me feel hopeful um and we did get off to a great start but even with those early goals i don't get too excited because i know it's happened a handful of times even in the last year or so was whenever we score two in the first 10 and we completely switch off and that's whenever Bayern are arguably at their deadliest is whenever they're on the counter and uh, they attack in numbers. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's always going to be a dramatic game. It's an extremely entertaining game from a neutral standpoint of view. Um, it was pretty split down the middle. Possession was split down the middle. Um, shots were down the middle. Uh, I wish I could say the same thing for the calls from the referee, but <laughs> I'll get your reactions first. Uh yeah, like I said, I was kind of expecting like, oh, let's hit him fast and quick and mm-hmm. try to get a few goals up. Try, mm-hmm. and then and then we can let everyone come off and we'll play defensive. And uh, yeah. and we kind of saw that like Julian Brandt, just insane. It was like the fifth minute. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I mean, it was a great pass, but like really, like it was almost an unassisted goal because he like just cut through cut through the eighteen and just had a, a sweet goal five minutes in, um, which was great to see because I, I mean, we talked. We were just texting about how much we both we we both like Julian Brandt a lot. Oh yeah, huge fan of him, and and that's just ex- one of his best thing uh, attributes is just being so silky on the ball. Um, I, I've been saying for a long time he's got this Modric glide to him, and and he got that that little fake shot with his left, and that completely set off. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that was Upamecano or not, um, but I mean that just puts him in on goal, and that was great to see. And he's got a lot of passion for the club. I saw in uh, his celebration, which is. Again, great to see because I don't know. It, it looked really doubtful if he was going to stay in the summer. I was one of the few people that was defending him a lot online, uh, given his performances last season. But um, I saw a stat online today that was he had six games or six goal contributions, goal and assists in forty-five games last year, and uh, just in the last sixteen he has six this year. So I mean, he's got some room for improvement. But I mean, that's he's made a tremendous a lot of pro- amount of progress, and I don't know how much that comes down to. You know the new statistics or not uh, new tactics with Marco Rosa, but um, he looks like he's back to his best. Yeah, he he's been looking really good. And uh, even last year, I mean, you said you were defending him a lot last year, mm-hmm. and last season we weren't texting during games because, yeah. like I said, I was just alone by myself watching Dortmund. But <laughs> but I always liked him a lot last year too. It's like you never saw the end product. Almost like it's mm-hmm. like he. I I feel like watching him. He he's got great vision. Like he he knows how to make great runs or like. 
he almost is looking for passes that people aren't seeing. Like, exactly. I, I feel like he's got some great vision mm-hmm. and stuff just wasn't clicking completely. So, yeah, and he definitely lacks a lot of um, aggression as well. He's not someone who's going to press that much. Um, and under Favre, it, we were, looked like a lot more of a defensive team. So he just looks like it was just a lot of tactics that really wasn't suiting him. So it looks like he's got a little bit more freedom as well as he's back to in some positions that I like. I know recently he's been playing kind of more in that uh, central mid position. And he's been playing a lot on the wings, but uh, it looks like he's definitely back to, again, his uh, deadly self. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, obviously, you watch the game. The, he did get uh, that really bad injury, which we'll, we'll talk about mm-hmm. a little bit later. Um, I've heard he's, like, doing okay. It yeah, just yeah. Take, take a while to recover. Um, but he, a great start with him, getting that goal five minutes in. Um, like you said, like, going up, and then you kind of worry. Immediately, like, once we score, it's like, Okay, well, we're not going to hold on to this. Like yeah. they're going to score, and then I didn't expect it so soon because they bad giveaway uh, in the back. Mm-hmm. Not, not not even back, like right at like the halfway line. Mm-hmm. Hummels just basically hands it to Lewandowski and tied it up in like that. I think it was the ninth minute. Yeah. Tied one one. I, I have such a love hate relationship <laughs> with uh, Hummels and Akanji because I mean I mean I, I am a huge fan of Akanji, but you know Hummels just mentally. Uh, checks out half the time, and especially in those moments whenever he knows he's exposed behind him because not only is he incredibly slow, but whenever you have people like Guerrero and making these insane runs up top, as well as like a Kenji in recent uh, weeks has been like looking like a right winger at times, and that's just leaving Hummels back there alone. So yeah, you're definitely going to get punished for that, not even you know just for uh, regular Bundesliga teams, let alone Bayern Munich. Yeah, uh, and then, I mean, Hummels making the mistake was also kind of just the the theme of the game. Yeah. Unfortunately, he did not have a great game. A lot of mistakes, which I don't, I mean, I should have looked at the highlights before I started recording because I don't remember the second goal exactly, but I feel like it was mm-hmm. a, oh, no, okay. I think Hummels got, I remember it now, Hummels got a lot of flack for it, but it mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily his fault. It was like a really bad clearance, and this was in, this was just before halftime, like maybe 44th yeah. minute or something. I should yeah. should have it all pulled up. Yeah. It's our first episode. No, you're good. We'll, we'll get it. Do you have the numbers over there? Uh, I, I it was don't. like it was just before halftime, mm-hmm. um, and but it, it came from Guerrero. Guerrero and, and, and really and, bad clearance right into Hummels' stomach, and it, it just fell to the feet of Lewandowski yeah, we, again. We can be completely shambolic at the back, and and especially, you know, I love Guerrero to death, but man, he just refuses to use his right foot, and I know he used his right foot in that instance. But if he just started practicing that a little bit more, it looked, I don't know, in any sort of game, I, I only sp- ever see him use his left. Um, and in those instances, yeah, he's going to get exposed, especially whenever the ball's just falling right to Lewandowski. Yeah, so down 2-1 at halftime. Mm-hmm. Pretty quick turnaround. And and then uh, right before the ha- half, which is never good to concede a goal right at half. Mm-hmm. Come back halftime, second half, though. And we came back. Well, I, I'll talk about the game briefly. You said... Um, how they're kind of like they hit you on the counter and yeah. stuff like that. To me, it felt like the whole game was kind of, I think, which is why the possession was split. Yeah. Nearly 50 50. It was like the game was, it was very exciting to watch. I mean, it's going to be exciting with these two teams, but it was almost like counterattack, 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 just back and forth. There's, end to end stuff, man. Yeah. It's every single time we play Bayern Munich, it's end to end stuff. It's, it's a matter of, especially whenever you have people like Holland on our team. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, Bayern are going to press high once they lose the ball. They're also kind of a team that uh, does the uh, Gagan pressing. But, you know, once you break that, and we have people like Royce who are great at uh, breaking the press, as well as DeHood. I was very happy that he started. Um, yeah, he's he, another one who, like, came back kind of... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Out of nowhere. Um, 
But once you have people like Dahoud and Royce break in that press, I mean, Holland's going to outpace literally anyone that I could think of. Not only that, he's stronger than anyone I could think of. Yeah. I mean, I keep hear, I've heard uh, commentators say a handful of times that Uba Makano is like arguably the strongest player in the Bundesliga. And like every time he goes against Holland, he just pushes him aside. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it goes between that and Holland making the press and, or uh, making those runs. And whenever, if that play dies, it's just, again, Munich uh, doing the counterattack to the counterattack yeah. of uh, attacking in numbers of players like Sané, Coman, who have ridiculous pace, and then you have Lewandowski in the middle. We did have a chance. I'm glad you brought up Holland specifically and mm-hmm. Royce, because we did have a, I think it was first, yeah, it was fir- first half. Um, I remember if we were, if they had already scored their second goal. No, I, I would have been before they scored their second goal. We had a, a chance to go two one up and it was on the break. Yeah. Royce to Holland. And it was him and I forget the defender who was on him chasing him down, but mm-hmm. it was him breaking away at the goal. Granted, he had to run a very far, like it was almost at the halfway line, like the circle when he yeah. broke away. And you almost think if he was like at it full, like full strength, full capacity, like if he wasn't just coming off an injury, he probably just puts that in. I, I mean, yeah, I would, he can definitely be automatic in most situations, and I'm not doubting the man at all. Um, but he is a really young striker. He's only 21. And, uh, you know, there's going to be instances wherever he makes those mistakes uh, yeah. and kind of tends to put some of those wide. Um, but it's not something he definitely can't improve on, and he definitely nets a lot of those. So yeah. It just, it just it, a opportunity. It seemed like his pace was a little slower than normal. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if he was 100%, he would have broken away. It's fair, um, yeah. But the defender was right on him and, and catching up to him. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, like I said, he did have to run real, real far, but, yeah. uh, so that, that was a good chance that we should have had, um, to, to go up two one. And that's just a completely different game. But, uh, like we said, they scored two one or Bayern was up two one at half. And we came out second half again, looking great and scored just a few minutes into the second half. Holland did put one in God with, I mean, his right foot, no less <laughs> an unbelievable goal, man. There's, I know I was just talking about like there's some things he needs to work on, but at the same time, there's nothing the man can't do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, in the in the Besiktas game today, he scored yeah. two headers. Yeah. yeah. And oh, man, the the game. Oh, what was his first game back last week? I know we just started the podcast, so we don't technically go back that far. <laughs> but the one where he's like is the literally the flying Bundesliga logo. Yeah. Just yeah, like exactly in, insane. Yeah. But so he ties it up two two uh, pretty quickly. Start the second half, and then it gets. All the drama. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, where do you want to start? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the Royce, the Royce penalty, the Royce no call, because that happened first. So we'll we'll mm-hmm. go in that order. I I was actually, and I might get stick for this, but when I first saw it live, I was like, oh, that looked a little soft. You know, I, I love Royce, and you know how composed he can be on, in the box um, is one of his best attributes. But, you know, he obviously looks for those kind of uh, contacts when he gets into the box. And it looked like he went down pretty easy. And I was like, I mean, we definitely need to look at it at the very least uh, from VAR. But still, it did look a little soft. And then they started playing the replay. And I was like, that's actually a pretty clear penalty. Uh, and it's just, I mean, it's just unbelievably shocking that the referee didn't even consider looking at it. Yeah. It was immediately like goal kick. Well, because it, it seemed like it, it did look in the flow of play. It's like, yeah, it. There wasn't too too much to that. It looked mm-hmm. like he did go down soft, but yeah, it's like the replay. It's it, it's one of those calls where if you go to VAR, you're gonna yeah. get the penalty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, because he gets his foot first, mm-hmm. and then he does the little shove. And I know the shove wasn't much, but I think the fact that he still like pushes out a little bit, mm-hmm. just compared to other calls you see 
in soccer around the world, if there's oh, like sure. the little bit, it's like, yeah, that was a penalty for a couple of reasons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hernandez was out of position, and um, that's funny. I'm just looking at my phone, and it looks like he actually had a higher rating than a, a lot of the other uh, defenders, which I guess if he made that sort of a tackle without getting the penalty, that's good. But, um, yeah, him being out of position and trying to catch up to Royce and make up for that uh, lost space, and then, you know, for his left leg, I think it was his left leg? No, his right leg that clipped Royce's left mm. leg. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's a tangle of legs, but I don't know. That's enough for me to be a penalty, and I'm not trying to sound biased, but um, and, no, we, I, and we can come back to it. But if if you're not going to even consider looking at VAR, and then when it comes to Hummel's handball, that's whenever all the uh, investigation starts happening. That's that's one of the weird uh, coincidences for me. But Yeah, which, I mean, I think that's where all the, like, the drama comes from it's it's those two things together and mm-hmm. you've seen you've seen penalties given for a lot less where yeah. it's just accidental clipping where they barely got him it's like you clipped him in the box sorry but it's a penalty and yeah. the fact that like we said it didn't go to VR didn't even check is ridiculous and then you fast forward a few minutes to the the Hummel's handball which uh i mean as Dortmund supporters we're mm-hmm. going to get flack from anyone who's not a Dortmund supporter because they're like, yeah, of course it was a handball. But, yeah. And I I think it probably was a, I, I'm kind of back and forth on like, if, if we're, we're just Hummel's call because that's uh-huh. what everything leads into. Again, mistake on Hummel's part. I'm, I'm kind of back forth, back and forth with he, like, if it's a handball, I know his, his arm was out, obviously. Yeah. Which, but he was like, not even look, it didn't even look like he was even trying to head the ball almost. He was just like mm-hmm. trying to get around people. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those instances where he's not playing the ball. The pl- ball just flies up and hits him. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I understand. And, and I'm just, I'm just trying to see, or uh, call it like it is. And I, it definitely looked like he was falling and he wasn't intentionally mm-hmm. trying to hit the ball. But if I weren't a Dortmund fan, I was watching that, you know, Moeller isn't, um, interfering with him falling at all. It looked like Jude was just in his way, and that just kind of made them both trip up, or at least, very least, Hummel's trip up. Um, and that's going to get called, unfortunately. But again, um, yeah, that's a penalty. But for them to go and look at VAR for that and not for the Royce cause is yeah. questionable, to say the least. I think that's where that's that's where I'm more mad. Like that, it's like mm-hmm. I'm kind of back and forth. I could see that one both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but that stacked on the no call for Royce. It's just like, screw it all yeah and, and I, i've been an official for years now and there's like one thing that i've um i've heard consistently throughout the years is like whatever you're gonna or however you're gonna ref you just have to ref consistently and if you're not going to ref consistently you're gonna have those kind of controversies like that for sure um and you know the second anytime byron gets a penalty for us or against us let alone like any other team it's just i i instantly already get down because i know Lewandowski is automatic with those. Mm, I mean, yeah. there's there's videos of uh, online just breaking down how he takes those penalties, and the way that he's able to wait for a keeper to make their move, no matter like who it is, and then just pass it into the other side is is incredible. Yeah. So uh, I mean, that's pretty much how the game ended, and uh, we lost three to two because of those calls and no calls. Mm-hmm. If we, I mean, be, literally because of those calls and no calls. Um, I mean, it, I mean, because if if we get the penalty for Royce mm-hmm. and that, I mean, that just changes the game. Oh yeah. Completely. Like it, yeah. Hindsight, like who knows what would happen, but mm-hmm. changes the game completely. We might not have won. They could have still came back and scored two, but yeah. uh, I might not be as mad. <laughs> I would still be mad. <laughs> no, it definitely changes the game, especially since we're at home and 
we were unbeaten at um yeah I'm, again I'm I'm agreeing with you saying we might not have won um but with having that penalty that would have that would have definitely changed the outlook yeah and all that led to the big I mean it's all it's all a big story all together but I mm-hmm. think the biggest part of it is the end of the game mm-hmm. and Jude Bellingham is giving his amazing post game interview where he just calls out the ref pretty yeah. much and I mean. He calls him out, but he kind of is just stating facts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I think, I mean, Holland gave a little bit too, but didn't go, I guess, uh, as hard as Bellingham when it came to calling people out. I mean, I do have a quote. You give a referee that's, you know, match fixed before the biggest game in Germany, what do you expect? Um, and the Associated Press has an article on this, which is actually pretty decent, and it just goes back to kind of talking about the history of um, those refere- referees, Felix Weyer and uh, Robert Heuser, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, back in 2005, they had a different, few different uh, controversies uh, with different fixes of uh, German games. So. so, I mean, do you think he was actually like paid or it was actually fixed? Or do you think he just a little biased or is just like, I'm going to give it to Bayern? Or- I, I think I think he's just honestly not that great of an official. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know about fixing. I also just started reading this today, um, but it's it, it, can I imagine that referee officiating another Dortmund and Bayern match? I can, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I know I know forty thousand euros for an athlete nowadays, uh, especially, is not a lot of money. Um, but Bellingham is only eighteen. I, I don't think we signed his, on his contract uh, a lot of money. So maybe I'm wrong, and he does make. And I'm, you know, fathomable about, but at well, the same I, time, I think that that should play into it. So the, uh, I guess the bat or consequence for mm. Bellingham's comments is like everything started coming down. It's like, oh, he might get banned for six months. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, the police are investigating. It's yeah, like, yeah. what are you investigating? A, a he said it on investigation. He said yeah. it on international live TV. They're like, you don't need to investigate anything. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, and. Basically, well, I mean, it came down that he he's gonna have to pay a fine of forty thousand euros, which yeah, to a pro athlete might not be that much to him, maybe a little more. But also, I think the fact that he's eighteen mm-hmm. and he he's been playing great, mm-hmm. he's still arguably like had a pretty great game mm-hmm. uh, in that game, and so he's fired up and he's eighteen. Yeah, well, like I think it it should be like, hey man, that wasn't cool, but let it slide. Like who? Well, I don't know why it had to turn into such this big deal. Even where I saw comments about the ref came out and it's like very unprofessional for him to yeah. say that. And I just want to have a one-on-one conversation. It's like, dude, you're a grown man and he's 18. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, I feel like it was probably just because it was mostly a bad look for the German FA. Um, so they just wanted to kind of um, make an example of him, I guess, or of both of them. Um, but I I would take I'd take a fine for Jude over him missing a few games. That's just me personally. Oh yeah, no, I mean it, it, fine is the best case scenario, I guess. Just the whole thing, so overblown and yeah, so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, real quick, I guess we did talk about Julian Brandt um in the game where he had that mm. uh, the head injury, nasty header. Just two guys going for the ball, just heading each other instead, and uh, hard yeah. to watch. He was down for a long time. It was really, I was real worried when you just. I mean, obviously, you don't. We don't need to see what's going on. We don't, as the the viewers on mm-hmm. TV and everything. But it's pretty concerning because he was down for a while, and so much so, like we had ten minutes extra time yeah, <laughs> at the I, end of the game. Oh yeah. Um, and not only that, I mean, the the second that he went down, um, 
I was just thinking kind of they just kind of not bumped heads, but kind of like uh, bumped shoulders, and they kind of just took like a hard fall. Mm. But the second he hit the ground, he and I like saw out. like Mooneyer and uh, three other people around him immediately start calling for uh, the medics. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. Um, it's horrifying because no matter like what the sport or activity is, I don't do head injuries, man. That instantly oh, yeah. gets me queasy. So, And, I mean, you've seen it before. Uh, I mean, Premier League last year, Jimenez – Jimenez, yeah, for Wolves had like that nasty oh, one where he's, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, he was out for a long time. And he's just mm-hmm. back to playing this season. Um, so anything like that, it's real scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was good to see him. They eventually, like he was up, they stretched him off. But as he was being stretched off, you saw him like awake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was good yeah. to see. And then I guess he went to a hospital, had some scans, and apparently he was like kind of fine that night. They just had to run some more tests just to make sure. Yeah. And I'm sure he got a concussion. <laughs> yeah, and, and which is the way it should be. And, you know, no one should be because things like I don't know. I'm no expert on concussions, but I know they're they're not something that you know you can just detect right off the bat. Uh, yeah, they can definitely happen way after the collision uh, occurred. So I'm glad they took the appropriate measures, and I'm glad he's doing okay because that could have been an injury. Uh, you know, that could have lasted several months, especially whenever he's coming into a fantastic form. So yeah, yeah, I know he's he's been playing great. So hopefully he's not out. Too long. I haven't seen today like an update if he's going to be. I mean, we'll probably find out tomorrow if he's like mm-hmm. back to training or anything like that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. So uh, I guess moving on from this game specifically and looking ahead to uh, final few games before the winter break. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm like I'm very optimistic. I'm I'm always optimistic. Yeah. And I look at these final three games before winter break, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I know we're down. Dortmund's we're we're in second, and it'd be nice to hit first like that that was the big thing like we needed to win this game we're at home mm-hmm. if we want to top them and have a really good chance to finish top of the league mm-hmm. we needed to win this game we needed mm-hmm. to beat Bayern we didn't um now there are four points ahead of us but I'm looking at and I'm just like we can still do it we can still top the league because if you look I mean it it has to come down to them not performing well Bayern mm-hmm. um and us winning all three games and I think for them I think we need them they can win one but we need them to like draw and Lose one, rest of maybe be level. Yeah, I, I forget. Uh, so we're we're four points behind Bayern, mm-hmm. three ahead of Freiburg, who's in second. Um, our next three games. Wow, I'm going to mess up some of these pronunciations. But uh, two I looked of them, up some pronunciations last okay. night, but I, two, <laughs> I don't know if two, I can do it. <laughs> two newly promoted teams, VFL. Uh, I'll keep it at that. Bochum. Uh, yeah. Uh, they beat Augsburg and and Freiburg in their last two matches, which Freiburg okay. are looking very dangerous. Did you see by the way, uh, Freiburg? Six nail Gladbach, yeah, and and five nail yeah, in the yeah. first twenty five oh, minutes. Gladbach's falling off. Uh huh. Um, which side note? I would love to get. I don't know if you know Schlotterbeck is from Freiburg. It's their center back. I think he's like twenty. Oh god, he's in his early twenties. Oh yeah, well, yeah. We've been linked with him. I do. I do want to go over. Well, the transfers towards yeah. the, towards <laughs> the end, uh, which also like transfer stuff stresses me out, and I'll get into it specifically yeah. later. But I do want to. Ask some transfer stuff later. Yeah, so we have so we have VFL, um, and I want to say Firth. they're in. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, I want to say VFL is in the relegation zone, if not very close. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Firth. After that, they are. They have they're ze- the last. They have one point. I would say season, zero so. wins in the league this season. Um, do you also, do you, you know, Julian uh, Green plays for them. Oh, Julian really? Green is. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try to play it off and be like, oh, really? Oh, yeah, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah. It, I want to say um, it was in the early 2010s when everything started exposed. becoming a big thing, but he was on uh, Bayern Munich's second team when okay. he was like 17 or 18, and people were starting to really hype him up. And this is like pre Pulisic and everything. Um, 
but he didn't really live up to much. So we started kind of jumping around from team to team. And he's been playing on Firth for the last, I want to say, like four years or so. And it looked like he actually did really good in the second division last year. But since he's been up this year, I've been keeping up with him. He doesn't start too much, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, questionable for me, given that they have zero wins. Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully we'll, we'll get that one. And then we have... Uh, oh, my God. Hertha Berlin. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was one. like, I'll, I'll go for the next ones. I'm like, Hertha. Yeah. Uh, so that, that, and that's our final game of the season. And it's like, if we take all nine points mm-hmm. and if Byron drops, which they're playing, who are they playing? I, uh, had they, got, they have, uh, Mainz and mm-hmm. Wolfsburg and I have them up. Right Stuttgart. Here. Stuttgart. Yeah. 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 So we have a much easier run. And yeah, but we also choke in a lot of these <laughs> games that are supposed to be, I don't want to say easy dubs, but, um, much needed points and, uh, yeah, points we can't afford to lose if we want to uh, ever even challenge, you know? Yeah, well, if, if we lose one of these games and they win a couple and then they start breaking away a little bit, then that's not going to be mm-hmm. not going to be good. But I I have some some hope. It's just yeah. going to be more... If, if it's, it's more down to them, I think, than us. But Yeah, I think, I, think they, I think we can collect... I mean, we should be able to collect all nine points in these next three. And I'm predicting... I want to say Bayern will... I mean, they'll easily get two wins out of these next three. Um, but I have ho- a little hope in Wolfsburg, even though they've been kind of looking abysmal in recent weeks. Um, but they have a really good squad, so if they can just get uh, some of their act together, uh, they can be a, a good challenge for Bayern. Because I, I forget who's at home. Oh, Bayern's at home for that one. So maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not too much hope for them. But uh, they have Gladbach after that, so maybe they can repeat another beating for them. Who knows? Yeah. So, but I, I looking at. I mean, our form in the Bundesliga, and we'll talk in we'll talk Champions League and Europa coming mm-hmm. up soon. I I mean, I kind of want to get into the different like the difference between us and Bundesliga and Champions League. Yeah, we started we started okay in Champions League, and then it just all fell apart. But looking at like how all the injuries we've had, mm-hmm. and the fact that we've still been in pretty good form Bundesliga. I mean, we're sitting second. Yep, we've lost four games. Not ideal, but I. Overall, we've been pretty great in the Bundesliga. And I swear to you, every single game that we've played so far has been a nail-biter, man. It is feast or famine. We have we have zero ties. I don't think anyone else in the league has zero ties. Yeah, we're the only team. And, I mean, just every game, it's just we're always looking so um, uncomfortable defending, and we're really exposed in a lot of different counterattacks. And, again, I know... Injuries play a major role in that, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's every single game is just terrifying. I'm clinching <laughs> all 90 minutes. <laughs> Do you th- so okay? But second half of the season, mm-hmm. we say hopefully we like get every, everybody back. We're healthy. Mm-hmm. Do you feel a little more comfortable that we can go on a good run, or or is it you just have to wait and see? Because since everything's been so like close and back and forth, I, I think we're gonna. I mean, these next three games are gonna be a big tell. Um, and then we're going to have some decent opponents after that. But at the same time, that's probably going to be going into like mid January around that time. And we should have, um, fingers crossed a full squad. I know, uh, we're still missing Reyna and we started training. He's back yeah. to training, not like full team. <laughs> I yeah. saw so, someone on Twitter today was like, Oh yeah. Oh no. It was the Paramount, the stream, mm. the Paramount plus stream. They have a little description and it's like, American Gio Reyna has a chance to come back. It was like he's 
He's not coming back today. (laughs) (laughs) I like your, I like how optimistic you are. Yeah. He's definitely not playing, but hopefully soon. I I know Marco Rosa just said he didn't give as much. Mm -hmm. He made a comment like he's taking, all he said was he's taking the right steps. Yeah. But yeah, that'll be a good, that is something I like about Bundesliga is the winter break. Yeah. I don't like not watching, but it's good for teams. And I do watch a lot of Premier League and just how many games they play in December is absurd. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. Around the holidays, that's got to be tough on players, families, and stuff for sure. Um, yeah. Rain has become such a, I mean, I know he was always pretty valuable, but like how incredibly valuable has he become? I know he's only played a few games this season, but I mean, he's just, he's such a deadly shooter. Um, and he links up plays so well. And not to mention how close he is with Holland on and off the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have people like Bellingham that are constantly feeding uh, Holland him the ball too. So having Reina back is going to be huge. Uh, Mukoko, I keep forgetting about, who I know he hasn't really netted a few this season, um, but we all know how incredibly he was uh, as a youth player. So as he gets more time on the pitch and gets a little older and as we go into the second half of the season, I can imagine him back in a few. Yeah. Um, say we're we're fully healthy, mm-hmm. the rain of back mm-hmm. and full squads back. How do you see Julian Brandt fitting in? You think he'll start? Or Ooh. I mean it's just gonna I know it's gonna come down to form, but what are your thoughts, I guess, on what that's, you've seen? Yeah, yeah. That's a good question. Um yeah, it just depends on how this concussion goes. Um definitely his form. I, I can imagine him keeping a spot, I don't know, but also at the same time Mullen's really been heating up. Mm-hmm. Um I'm so glad. I'm so happy for Mullen. He's netted, I'm going to say, like, one, two, three. I think he's got four and five games, I want to say. Um, so, I mean, he's really starting to shine, starting to show a lot more confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be tough for Brent, for sure. But I think that's great for a lot of players. You know, competition motivates you to become a better player. So Yeah, it's a, it's a good problem to have, especially yeah, coming exactly. off of, like, we have nobody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it feeling like we have nobody. Yeah. That was uh, terrifying uh, these past few months of having to play like Witzel at uh, center back. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Having no Dahoud, having no Chan. Scary times. Scary times. Yeah. So uh, we'll move on to Europe, though. Um, mm-hmm. Like we said, today was the final game in the Champions League for Besiktas. Uh, we started the group strong, getting two wins. Two or three? Two wins. Yeah, um, two wins, yeah. Because yeah. we beat Besiktas and... Uh, then we beat Sporting. Yep. Sporting, and then Ajax, it all fell apart. Uh, yeah, that, w- that was a group that I remember whenever we drew, I was actually like, thank God. Because yeah, I know. It seemed like, <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Well, this seems pretty Yeah, and I know. Pretty low-key. And, and, I'm not, and I'm not disrespecting Ajax or um, Sporting, but, I mean, just compared to the other groups we've had in recent years, uh, this has been, and you know, on, at first glance on paper, it seemed uh, hopeful. But, yeah, I mean, man, Ajax just it's like watching an older us beat the shit out of an like us now you know i mean they're so fun to watch and they have so much um flair to them as well as they have just great all-around play and they're so smooth and and then also going to ix too i mean the teams like them and like even bashiktas i know we beat them uh at their own stadium but just those atmospheres mm-hmm. I, I mean i love our atmosphere more than anyone else but that stuff is pretty intimidating to play in front of. So, the uh, away Ajax game, I think it was before the game even started. They pumping in like smoke, or mm-hmm. I don't know what, how they did it, but it was like you couldn't even see. Yeah, like, they d- delayed the game a little bit for it to clear out. It was in just 
insane. Yeah, I was at work for the first half of that one, um, but I, I could be wrong. I think that was our fans starting that uh, those flares. But oh, really? It, it might have been a mix of both, <laughs> to be honest with you. But um, yeah, that that game was a nightmare, uh, and that was hard to recover from. And then to have IX again right, right after back. that. Yeah, and that was the one. The second game was we got a red card, mm-hmm. went down, but then mm-hmm. we like, I think we tied it up and went. Did we? I could be wrong. I, I forget honestly. It, it but, was a while um, ago. But that, I feel like we went down a man, and then and that could have been a Bundesliga game because there was like two games in a row where yeah. we got red cards. And it's like what? Is that yeah, I know thing? another another abysmal call when Hummels got sent off there. I really didn't yeah, understand yeah. that either. Um, but yeah, we kind of fell off. I mean, Ajax is so good. I'm I'm as a neutral looking mm-hmm. forward to Champions League. I'm excited to see what Ajax does to other teams. Um, yeah, and because yeah. I mean, you can. When you look at our form and how we kind of fell off in there, you can look at it and how how we were looking optimistically. Yeah. Like, oh, sweet, easy cruising group, and then it was like, oh yeah, Ajax, easy cruising group for Ajax. So I'm excited to see just them play some uh, some bigger teams. Yeah. Not not trying to call us small, but we mm-hmm. and because we're not, but we just fell off. So I, it's yeah, they're an exciting team to watch. They, they are an exciting team to watch, and, and I think yeah, I mean, just even a few years ago when they, I remember when they went to the Bernabeu and and just whipped madrid and i was watching that one and it was it was wild to see and they have just so much talent especially uh uh Tadej. i don't know if you know who he is but he uh played at southampton most of his career or at least probably five or so years and since he's went back uh i don't know if he played um in the dutch league before that but since he's been in the dutch league since then he's been unbelievable he has 28 he got 28 goals in his first season Jeez. and 13 assists and that was coming off before that, it was uh, in the Premier League only six goals. Jeez. So just when you go to a team like uh, Ajax and you have that kind of talent, man, yeah, you become dangerous. So looking ahead to, oh, I, I guess question I kind of asked it earlier. Do you is there anything like you attribute like our Champions League <laughs> blunder to like injuries or because it, it seemed like we had these injuries, but we we're still getting by in the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Do you think mm-hmm. it's injuries on top of us playing better teams in the Champions League or what I mean, do you injuries? Um, I think Rosa was pretty unpre- uh, underprepared for a lot of these games in Champions League, especially against Ajax. Um, but you know, I don't want to come after him too much because I know he also hasn't a lot of a lot to work with, and um, I'm still trying to figure out what our tactics are uh, to a certain extent uh, since we've had Holland back, even. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, just a-, a bunch of different factors for us in the Champions League this year, which yeah. is really sad, but. It is as far as like tactics, like it does, like they're kind of changing around. But also, mm-hmm. it's like I don't think that's necessarily because Rose is a bad manager. It's mm-hmm. just the hand he's been dealt coming in, mm-hmm. new team, and then it's like you have a plan: give the ball to Holland, yeah, and then uh, let Reyna give the ball to Holland, yeah, or Royce. And then when everything gets screwed with injuries, mm-hmm. and then it's just it's a well, it's like putting Frankenstein together. It's like what can we create out of what we have? For sure, for sure. So looking ahead, so we are um, good news. We're we finished third in our group, so we are continuing. We're still in Europe. We're playing. In, we're moving down to the Europa League, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of see it as a cool opportunity because I don't know. Part of me, part of me is like, yeah, it'd be great to move on to the Champions League. But what if we moved on and then this is okay? I said I was optimistic. I'm like, but <laughs> but is it that great if we move on to the Champions League and then just get knocked out immediately? Yeah, and be specifically looking ahead at Europa League, it's like okay, we can win this. We can mm. definitely go on to win this. Um, so 
looking ahead, I'm not going to pull up all the, I'm not going to go through all the teams so you can see who's in the Europa League, but specifically the Champions League, the other Champions League teams who are also falling down to mm-hmm. Europa League and will give us the m- most competition. Um, Leipzig. Mm-hmm. Which they just got, they, they just uh, fired Jesse Marsh. I don't know if yeah, you saw, or uh-huh. I shouldn't say fired. They, they agreed to part ways mutually, but, um, but they yeah, got, they won today. They beat Man City today. They did. They did. The Champions League, but it wasn't enough to give them moving on in the group. So they are bumping down. Um, it looks like Porto will be dropping Dortmund, us, um, Sheriff, who's been a nice surprise to watch this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, been, okay. Th- those are the for sure. So Sheriff, Porto, uh, Leipzig are definitely dropping down. There's more games tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, but it could be, I mean, it could be anyone. It could be oh, Barcelona might drop down, Benfica, <laughs> uh, Villarreal, Atalanta, Young Boys still have a chance, um, Salzburg, Sevilla, Wolfsburg, uh, Zenit, and Malmo are kind of all the, uh, or no, Malmo's out. Looks like Zenit will be dropping down. But that's kind of, those are the teams, the big ones, depending on how Barcelona does tomorrow, they could be dropping down. I don't know who they play. That could be interesting. Um, I want to say they play Munich tomorrow. Uh, so probably a decent chance. So if Benfica, yeah, if Benfica wins, because they're playing uh, Dynamo Kiev, mm-hmm. who they'll probably beat, and if Barcelona loses, which they probably will, they'll be dropping down. That yeah. one doesn't scare me as much, though, because Barcelona's uh, Barcelona this year. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, there's they, now they have like a structural, a real structural coach. Um, Xavi's going to actually put some real yeah, tactics into place. Um, I mean, there's some decent competition already in the Europa League that we shouldn't mm-hmm. sleep on. Um, West Ham being one of them. Yeah, West Ham's been Leverkusen, flying. which I, we actually we actually usually perform pretty well against Leverkusen, but still, um, I'd like to play Leicester. I'm a, I'm a big fan of watching them, so it'd be kind of cool to see us play them for the first time. Uh, see Jamie Vardy in the <laughs> Laduna Park. Did you West Fallen Stadion? Did you see? Uh, this is off topic. Never mind. I don't even get into it. Well, Jamie Vardy owns like uh, a team here in America, or really? he's part owner for really? Rochester, New York. Ro- Rochester FC. Interesting. And MLS. That. So I kind of wanted talk to you about this anyways this doesn't even be in the podcast but it's going to be in the podcast now uh mls is launching a new kind of like division three reserves league second team league Mm -hmm. um and it starts in 2023 which is why it's exciting for carver and i specifically um you mentioned st louis before so we'll throw it out there we do live in st louis and we're getting our mls team in 2023 if you're listening to this outside of st louis uh, we're getting our mls team in 2023 and we're starting with our reserves team in this new league in March. So we're literally like three months away from getting to go see it's, St. It's, Louis City SC. It's wild to see, man. I'm, I'm so excited. That's funny that, but, <laughs> that Jamie Vardy but, is so, that. That's the, funny. the Jamie Vardy tie-in, They when they announced this league, Rochester is the one team that's not an MLS uh-huh. team who's going to play in it. Um, they might add more later, but on, and in, on every announcement, it literally said, Rochester FC, co-owned by... Leicester City's Jamie Farty. It said it like everywhere. I was like, we get it. We know. <laughs> Anyways. I wonder uh, what his interests are behind that. That's pretty funny. I don't know if it's just like, like Has he ever been to Rochester? Or, yeah. It's <laughs> a big yank. Anyways. Okay. That's enough MLS talk. Um, MLS 2 talk. So, okay. Europa League. I don't know when it starts. I also, I don't know if you know this. 
just looking at, um, I mean, the, the sheet I pull up, I don't know exactly where they fall into the Europa League schedule because mm-hmm. it says Europa League group stage, but they're in the group stage now. So I don't understand. Wait, one more time. Can you hear me with that again? <laughs> well, on the, uh, the, just the Champions League standings and mm-hmm. it has the spots, it's like moving on to the next round. And yeah. then it says Europa League group stage is what they're falling into. I don't think that's right, though. I think they'll oh, be moving that, in and knock You know it. what? I was fearing you would ask me that question today, actually, because I, I honestly forget if there's some sort of playoff between people that are dropping to the Europa League Ooh. with like a group stage matter or they just get automatically placed into the knockout stage. So I should know that given how much I watch, but um, I don't at the moment. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, okay, moving on from Europa League. I was like flipping pages. I was like, I have no idea. Because uh, I kind of have some notes laid out. But um, I mean, is there anything else you want to say about Europa League or anything? Before we move on to, that's all the notes we had. But I had some, I wanted to ask some rapid fire questions. Go for it. I, I would love to move on to the rapid fire questions. Okay. A little bit. We'll get into a little bit transfers here and there. But first, I'll ask my questions, rapid fire answers, and then maybe we'll go back and talk a little bit transfers. If you, are you like really into transfers? A little bit. You yeah. can be the transfer guy on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do some. I do some. Uh, we aren't usually linked to a lot of big names, so it's mm-hmm. usually interesting to kind of go through and see um, the different rumors that are popping up. Because, like, I think Malin was like one of our biggest transfers in recent history, and that was only like thirty million. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is fine. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm totally being uh, fine of being a team that doesn't overspend. But the, I mean, the thing that makes me mad about transfers is the it is it's the rumors. Yeah. But and it's the rumors like two months out from the transfer window and then I'm like scrolling through social media and mm-hmm. I see this and I'm like, uh, of course I click on it because it's exciting and then I'm like, don't tell me this crap because it doesn't even matter for yeah. two months. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, okay. There was, I don't, I don't think there's a lot, maybe, I don't, there might be some stuff. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> there might be some real like meat to this, but I don't, I don't think sure. so necessarily. I've heard maybe since we're not in Champions League since we're dropping out. Is there okay. a chance Holland moves in January? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Starting strong. I just want to have a single day in my life where I'm not <laughs> constantly berated with, you know Holland's leaving, right? <laughs> you know he's like definitely leaving. See, now this is fun for me because I just complain about transfers and yeah. uh, now I'm throwing it at you. I mean, who's to say, man? I, I, genuinely, I genuinely have no idea. I mean, there are days where I'm like, you know, he's had he's had a handful of interviews where he says like he's not really in it for the money, which I know who his agent is, and he definitely is. But um, you know, there are days where I think like Holland could definitely stay here a little bit or sign another contract. Because think about it, like I know as an athlete, you want you value you know your time and uh, wherever you're playing because you have such a short short career. But if he were to sign like even like another four year contract with us, um, and just do like another like three before we got rid of him. Uh, but not got rid of him, but uh, inevitably some other team would come in for him. Uh, he'd only be like 24 or 25. So I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> good, good rapid fire answer. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, there's no rapid fire answer to that anyways. And I think the thing I love about Holland is he's so, he has so much passion. And oh, yeah. because of that, I, f- I feel like he'll probably stay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because you can tell like how much he loves playing and specifically playing for Dortmund. And he, mm-hmm. I know he's going to have that same passion whenever he moves. Mm-hmm. He's going to be just as excited. But he, he's like a guy, I, I mean, I could see a lot of people who probably dislike him, who hate him, mm-hmm. just because he seems annoying. Mm-hmm. But 
he's just so passionate and it doesn't to me it doesn't me being a dormant supporter maybe but to me it doesn't seem like that guy's a douche or, mm-hmm. or it's like it's all about him because yeah. he he's very he, he's not selfish at all mm-hmm. um and he knows he can score all the goals but he always like he great gets some great passes and he moves it around a lot too and he's always like hyping up his teammates and everything yeah and i feel like he has so sure. much passion for playing and in this moment it's he's playing for Dortmund and mm-hmm. I think because of that he'll want to see out the year especially especially with maybe the race for the Bundesliga title yeah. he he you know he he wants to top Lewandowski oh for sure and I, I totally agree that he's got you know that that fire in him and that passion in him. And, and from what I've seen from interviews and uh since he's been with us he, he definitely does look like a really good guy off the pitch um and there's a part of me that once that 100% agrees with you like that because he just, you know, he has that fire in him and an atmosphere scoring in front of like places like the yellow wall day in and day out would be something that would imagine that fuel players like that. Um, I was also wrong in the past when I was, I remember like doubling down whenever uh, Sancho um, kissed the badge. I think it was earlier this year. And I was like, that's that's it. He's staying. He's, he's staying. <laughs> oh, I remember we, we were texting about, because I, I was asking, I was like, oh, you think Sancho's going? Because yeah. I te- texted you, was like, because when everything, it, it's not when, like, it was finally happening, but maybe mm-hmm. a couple weeks before, it's like, it looked like he was, oh, they might have got it figured out with Man U. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, mm-hmm. man, he's staying. I was like, oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was just going through, yeah, I was, I was probably just being really naive, but I was just going through in my head of like, you know, I know he probably wanted to be the man somewhere else. Um, but when you have another English player around you, you know, like Bellingham, um, who you can grow with, who you can, um, you can mentor and you can damn well guarantee achieve a lot together. And you also have players like Holland. I mean, I just thought that was a great opportunity for him to stay, but I also understand that he wanted to go back to Manchester. So the other Manchester. Yeah. The other Manchester. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, okay, next question. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. This one might be a little quicker, probably. Edin Terzinch. Ter- Terzinch. I'm butchering it. It's like, I'm going to get, I know how to say his name, Yeah, Edin, but I can't. Edin Terzic. Terzic, uh Linked with the Leipzig job. Do you think he will go? Is he really? I didn't I see saw, that. I don't, again, I don't know how much like <laughs> stock is in any of this stuff that I see on Twitter very quickly. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. I know he was really linked to uh, Frankfurt for a while, um, but he, he he doubled down in saying, you know, he wanted to stay with us as, um, oh God, I don't want to say technical director. Um, I forget what position he is now, but it looks like he really wants to stay here and develop um, as someone who can, you know, help train the team. Yeah. Um, and he's, I mean, he's a Dortmund boy mm-hmm, growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, I did technical like him. Director, at, I was right. Sorry yeah. to cut you off. It is technical oh, director. Good. I did like him as coach, as manager last year. I mean, he did did pretty great. Um, yeah. Which also, that's where I'm a little worried. It's like maybe he did that, and he's like, I be it could be a great opportunity, or he like starts looking for those opportunities to manage somewhere. Yeah. So I I, I was in, I was uh, really interested in that too to see like because I would imagine he probably wants to get exper- more experience, uh, not just with being a head coach, but just the whole coaching aspect in general. Um, and then potentially maybe get a job in the future. Uh, but it was really cool to see to him turn down other, look like, you know, Frankfurt's not a small uh, opportunity um, to only just stay with us and not be the head coach. It's really cool to see. Yeah. Now we have a permanent backup and whenever we keep recycling through managers. <laughs> yeah. just, like, just 
Slam. Is it? Get back in. Come in as a caretaker every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, final rapid fire question. I'm doing so bad at the rapid fire. <laughs> no, it's good. It, no, I mean, you can't. I, th- these are not rapid fire answers by any means. They're only rapid fire because the questions are really short and they're bulleted on my notes. Gotcha. Um, maybe next time I'll like actually get rapid fire. Yeah. Um, Timo Werner. Oh, God. Linked to Dortmund. No, is he? Potentially in the summer. Oh, no. But the question is, would you rather take him or Adeyemi? Who? Oh, oh. I, From Salzburg. <laughs> I don't know why I heard something else. Uh, oh, Kareem, definitely Kareem Adeyemi. Oh, definitely um, Adeyemi, for sure. Uh, I've been watching Werner a good amount at Chelsea, and he just does not look like an intelligent striker at all. I mean, he's got the pace, for sure, but I, I, I can't imagine... And we, how much would we spend for him? There's yeah, no way a, he stock drops so much that we. I mean, like I couldn't imagine us forking over so much money for him, and especially Chelsea being a money hungry club, I can't imagine them letting him go for much either. You know, I, I don't. So I mean, the Chelsea thing, I could see them letting him go, but they'll mm-hmm. probably want some money just because he hasn't been performing. Chelsea's the type type of club who like they just get people in and out mm-hmm. if they're not performing, like you're out. But I don't see, I don't see him coming to Dortmund. It doesn't seem like he would it would be something he would want to do maybe like it, it also doesn't seem like a signing Dortmund would do. Cause yeah, w- that's what we get. The young guys, we develop them, we grow them and we send them out. So I think, I mean, Adi Yemi, I'm pretty sure that is happening. Like from everything I'm seeing, that one looks very, it, it does very look, likely. It does look likely. And I'm, and I'd be super excited to have him. I mean, imagine having Mukoko Holland and Adi Yemi. Well, or Adi Yemi. I don't, <laughs> don't want to burst that. anything, but we might yeah. not have all of them. <laughs> And, but that's the thing. Like, if if worst case we lose Holland, I mean, what two incredible strikers to have as backups, man! I yeah. mean, I'm still extremely excited for Mukoko. Um, so to have Adeyemi would be. I've, I haven't watched him too much. I watched him, I think, last uh, uh, play against Wolves Champions League. But man, great player. Yeah, he's pretty great. And yeah, I, I don't think the Timo Werner thing is gonna happen. I just saw some links. I think the other link, like maybe Bayern. Um, mm. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with him. I don't really care, but I don't think Dorman, he's going to come to Dorman, and I wouldn't be too thrilled if he did. I think and it's Adeyemi. Especially with how many strikers and everyone that has on, like, there's literally a, like memes going around called, like, the Chelsea Lone Army. They have so many <laughs> players that are coming back. Um, there, okay, this isn't rapid. Okay, I mean, this wasn't on my rapid-fire notes, but there was something I saw, this is a while ago, like, Pulisic maybe going back to Dorman. I mean, Where'd you hear that? Twitter. But all this stuff is <laughs> probably just made up. It's probably literally one random dude who's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if Pulisic went back yeah. to Dortmund? Yeah. And then it I see cool. it, and I'm fooled. I was like, is this real? <laughs> this is why I hate everything. <laughs> it would be cool, man. Uh, but again, again, that's kind of like the Timo Werner thing. Like, mm-hmm. would we sign No, definitely him? not. No. I mean, given how much his stock has risen as well. Um, but I do miss Pooley, though, man. I've, I'm so glad he's finally starting to... Um, I'm not only he's always been in solid form there, but you know, looks like he's hopefully got his injuries behind him and he's getting uh, minutes from Tuchel, which Mm -hmm. is really good because the amount of competition they have at Chelsea. I mean, their attack is literally illegal. Uh, So (laughs) it's cool to see Pulisic get some minutes. Yeah. So that is all. Oh, is there any other trend? That's all my rapid fire questions. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have any transfer stuff you want to throw out there and make me mad and make me wait for. 
I, I guess we got a few weeks till the transfer window, but yeah, yeah. The only thing <laughs> I've been hearing and just here and there is Schlatter back again, which would be great. Is, I would uh, love to get another uh, center back in. Yeah, I guess because okay, it seems like we have issues center back. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Is there besides him? Is there anyone? I mean, you you would think they they got to be looking at some other center backs. You just hopefully. Hope. I don't know. Hopefully it's like we're always linked with some, attacking players. Some leadership. Um, I mean, definitely to help with the organization because I mean we look pretty darn different when Hummels isn't in the team. Um, and I love Hummels, but man, he's 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 getting up there in age. So he's I mean he was never that that fast of a center back already, but he's losing his pace. And again, he's mentally checking out a lot. So we need someone to start forming a new partnership, which I've always been in favor of uh, Zagadou and Akenji, but. We'll see with how Zagadou's future pans out. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, that wraps it up for the first episode. We went way longer than I thought. I, I really thought I was like, what was that? Maybe 25 minutes? No, man. We hit like an hour. <laughs> almost on the dot. Like we, before we recorded, I was like, hey, no pressure on like, oh, let's make sure we hit an hour long yeah. episode. Like we might talk for 20 minutes and that's fine because we'll see how this goes. That's pretty. Oh, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I had a blast. Thanks for I might, having me. Um, we are on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. And I tweet during the games. I didn't tweet today. I felt like a slacker because I was working and I didn't mm. kind of pay attention. Because anytime I, what I found with like Twitter specifically, this is random and has nothing to do with anything, but I could sit here while I'm working and not even watch the game and just like repost anything mm-hmm. the black and yellow account posts and be like, like I'm watching the game. Yeah. I could fake it very easily, but I wasn't going to do that in good conscience <laughs> recording an, ep- an episode tonight. But um, good on you, man. it's at the BVB pod. If you want to reach out and follow us on Twitter, maybe I'll start. I'll put my rapid fire questions questions on Twitter as a poll, and just stir up some drama, stir up some transfer drama, and see <laughs> just really <laughs> bad rumors. So uh, you can you know fo- people hate us, right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, you can follow us at the BVB Pod. We have a Gmail too. If you're like have a long form, I don't know. At the BVB Pod at gmail.com. My name's Jake. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at this is Jake B. Carver is incognito. Yeah, sure. You know how to follow me. Follow follow Jacob. Follow whoever you want. I'm just happy to be here. I can I'm give you Carver's uh, number if you want to text him. Yeah, actually, let me go ahead and just spit out my social. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, uh, appreciate you hanging out, and listening. We'll be back sometime. Thank you for having me, and thank you for listening. <laughs>